Hi there, my name is Mubashra and this is Color Me PR Podcast. Join me in conversation with diverse, inspiring professionals in the media, communications, and creative industries who are breaking barriers and impacting positive change. This podcast is all about being inspired and inspiring others. Welcome to the table. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Mubashra Faruqi, and I'm a second-generation Pakistani-Canadian living in Toronto, Canada, which for thousands of years has been the traditional land of many Indigenous people from across Turtle Island, including the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and the Mississaugas of the Credit. I'm incredibly grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land. In terms of what I do, I provide Strategic Corporate Reputation and Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Communications Council. I'm also a global speaker, having had the opportunity to share my voice on stages across the world, including at the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity, the International Association of Business Communicators World Conference, and the P-World Global Summit. I've also had the opportunity to speak at my alma mater and colleges and universities across the country. Before we get started with season two, just wanted to say thank you to everyone who tuned in and was a guest on season one, where we explored the difference between diversity and inclusion, the critical importance of representation and leadership roles, the challenges faced by those doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work in our industry, and the immense power and potential that junior communicators hold. Thank you to my incredible guests from season one, who continue to break barriers and inspire the next generation of communicators and storytellers like myself. I feel like I've grown a lot since I first launched this podcast, and I thought, who better to talk about it with than my ultimate partner in success, my husband and fellow communicator, Muhammad Reza. So for the first episode of season two, we're switching the gears a little bit, and Muhammad will be interviewing me for a change. But before we get started, would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Mohammed. I am also a communicator and a storyteller. And right now I'm working at Kids Help Phone as an internal communication specialist. I'm working within the story studio in our brand and storytelling department. And I think you love being able to call yourself a storyteller. It's one of the coolest parts of the job. I love getting to call myself a storyteller, working in the story studio with the brand storytelling team. <laughs> you know, I chose Centennial College because mm-hmm. it was the story arts center. Yep, we got the hat to prove it. We got the hat to prove it. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Let's do this, she says hesitantly. <laughs> All right, Color Me PR audience, time to interview your host. Question number one, how did you get into PR? And, you know, I, I think I should get some kind of finder's fee um, <laughs> for being the one to bring you into the field. I actually discovered it towards the end of my undergrad and thought it ticked all the boxes and absolutely fell in love with it when I started. But when I did, every single day, going to the Story Art Center, doing what I was doing, working on the projects I was working on, going to the events that I was going to and helping facilitate and doing the work that I was doing, I realized more and more every single day that you needed to be there more than I did. And um, 
I would come home every single day and tell you, you need to be doing this more than I do. You need to be doing this more <laughs> oh, than I, I do. I remember. And then eventually I broke you down <laughs> and got you to uh, go to the program. And yeah. You know, the funny thing is that I didn't really know what communications was until I saw you go through that program. And then I just kept thinking to myself, like, I've done a ton of volunteer work in the past and part-time roles where I was doing communications work. I just never realized that's what you call it. And so I'd see you come home and share your assignments and talk about, you know, the communications plan that you put together or, you know, the media that you're working with or learning about. And I used to just think, like, this sounds like so much fun. This is what I want to be doing day in and day out. So, yeah, you're right. You broke me down eventually and got me into that program at Centennial, which ended up just being the greatest blessing. And I feel like I also cheated a little bit because I saw you go through it. And so I, like, had an idea of how I wanted to do things when I went into the program. And I think that really helped me, like, focus in on what I wanted to look at for each assignment, who I wanted to work with, the topics I wanted to explore. And that's where I I think I finally found a way to merge my passion for diversity, equity, and inclusion work with, you know, my undergraduate degree and a career in communications. And there's no way I can let you get away with talking about the beginning of your career in communications without the example that I always give that nobody remembers who was on the Bulls the year before Michael Jordan showed up. But when he showed up, that was it. It was not only game over, but it was a new it was a new game altogether, one that nobody had ever seen before. You know, so I came in, I fell in love with it, I did my thing, but the way you came in, the way you dominated, it's a completely different story. I am definitely one of those team members that came in, saw Jordan do their thing, and you <laughs> couldn't say anything because you came in, you wrought every assignment, wrought every class, you not only got national attention for your work with the general project and the last opportunity for human connection before the pandemic (laughs) happened but you also won the IABC student of the year award yeah that was that was a really special moment and no listeners I'm not paying him for this but I think I should definitely hire him as my manager because that is a very kind comparison I, like I said, I I feel like I just was able to really focus on what I wanted to do with my career in communications through that program. And I wanted to make sure that no matter what I'm doing, the, the job that I'm doing, the communications that I'm preparing, that it's impactful, that it has a positive impact on the communities that I'm engaging with. And that's exactly what I got to do through the general project. And I'm incredibly grateful to Pete and and the team because they actually ended up hiring me right out of college. And again, this is right when the pandemic hit. Everything was shutting down. Nobody was hiring. But they took a chance on me and they brought me onto their team. And that's how I got my start in the industry is working with a not-for-profit that is dedicated to building and strengthening our human connections. And I think that's pretty much the foundation of all of the work that I do to this day is built on human connection. So that's a pretty good segue into my next question. You entered the field right like seconds before the pandemic started, basically. And so you came in with the intention of not only engaging people in the field with your knowledge and expertise, but with a plan to engage in DEI consulting 
when agencies had only just started making this a priority. So what's that been like? Yeah, that's a, it was definitely a pretty big challenge to, I think, kick off my career with. I think a lot of us in the industry recognize that it was that moment after George Floyd's murder where organizations and specifically communications professionals, and I'm not just talking agencies, but anyone working in communications really started to pay attention to how we are advising our clients when it comes to equity and inclusion. You know, what are we doing to articulate an authentic but impactful message through the organizations that we're working with? Again, I am always just in awe of the power that we hold as communicators, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting the opportunity to engage in this DNI consulting work, not only because I myself am a person of color and this is something that impacts me and my community, but I feel like with you know the educational background that I have and work that I've done in the past in health equity and, and equity and inclusion in general, I wanted to be able to bring my skills to the table and be able to advise our clients on how best to address not just these specific moments, but how to ensure we're being as inclusive as possible in our day-to-day and have them understand where the gaps lie in their work and in their DNI perception and then what we can support them with as communicators to improve on that. So you not only found those gaps and those opportunities to help your clients, but you also took advantage of those opportunities and those spaces where the voices for women of color in particular needed to be amplified and needed to be given a stage that maybe there wasn't that opportunity for, you know, strictly within a communications environment. And so you started Color Me (laughs) PR Mm -hmm. right in front of my eyes. And so now you've created something that's really touched a lot of people and really given guidance to those who were in the dark. It's given a hand to those who have gone through similar experiences like you, but felt like they were on their own. So can you share some of the feedback that you've gotten from young communicators on the content that you released in season one? Okay, so this gets me a little bit emotional. (laughs) I've had quite a few young women of color especially that have reached out to me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, they've emailed me, come up to me in person to tell me that they have been so inspired by the initiative I've taken to put myself on this stage, on on a stage that didn't really exist before, especially so early on in my career. I've heard that it's inspired them, uh, it's given them the confidence to use their own voices at leadership tables. And I've also found that it's helped create a bit of a community where these young women of color entering the industry are able to see a bit of a blueprint of how they can find success and community and make a positive impact in this industry. And I think also the feedback has come from outside of women of color. It's been professors that I've had in the past or colleagues that I've worked with that have shared that They've resonated with the stories and the journeys of the guests on this podcast, and they've also resonated with the challenges that I've faced. So I'm really grateful for the feedback that I've gotten, and I just hope that we're able to keep that up for this next season and that these conversations continue to resonate with our listeners. 
So in addition to the podcast, you've utilized both national and international platforms to discuss opportunities for equity and inclusion in our industry. So, you know, was that challenging and how did you overcome it? Oof, I think you've seen firsthand one of my biggest challenges was getting over the imposter syndrome. And I say was, but it really still is a little bit of a challenge. But I will say that hosting a podcast has definitely helped me get over that a little bit. And also just seeing the confidence that my colleagues and my allies have in me reminds me that I have no reason to hesitate. These opportunities that I've had that I mentioned in 2022, I spoke in Cannes on the challenges that BIPOC employees face with their workplaces. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk about junior communicators. I've had the opportunity to talk about what equity and inclusion in our industry looks like, where it's lacking. And is it challenging? Heck yeah. I'm usually the youngest person in the room. My panel, if I'm on a panel or if it's just me alone speaking, is usually the most diverse attending a lot of these events. So it really does make me feel a little bit like a needle in a haystack. But again, what helps me get over it is I know that this is the beginning of some really difficult work that is necessary to lead to greater opportunities for those that'll come after me as well. You know, I love that expression that says, for those who are in leadership positions, it's so important for you to leave the door open behind you. And that's exactly what I wanna do. And I, I recognize that a lot of the times when I'm at these opportunities, I am still creating an opportunity for someone to come in after me and hit it out of the park. Okay, now we're here at the cusp of season two. Mm -hmm. A lot of exciting new content, new leaders, new perspectives, new teachings, new learnings. So tell them what they have in store. Season two is going global. So as you may have noticed, season one, I welcomed guests from Toronto and Canada, but When I realized we were getting listeners from across the globe, I wanted to make sure that our guests reflect that. So in season two, you'll hear from professionals from every continent. It'll be an exciting opportunity to expand our understanding of communications and even some of the DEI challenges in other regions. Besides that, season two is an opportunity for you as the listeners to really be part of the Color Me PR community. I have a couple of exciting ways for you to engage with me directly and also to invest in the podcast. I'm incredibly excited to announce that I've launched a Patreon page. And because, Mohamed, you actually introduced me to this. You want to share what Patreon is and how it works? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Patreon is that space where like-minded people can really invest in the communities, the learnings and, you know, the groups that they really believe in that they want to not only invest in, but to be able to create that really diverse and yet safe space to be able to share learnings, to be able to absorb them and to be able to grow into the professional that you want to be. And so to be able to really control, curate, develop, and organize and collect people towards one shared goal. And for you and for this podcast, that is a more diverse and inclusive and welcoming space. I think that's a pretty huge deal. I'm so excited because through the Patreon contributions, 
patrons will be able to have a direct line to me and to some of the guests as well. Not to mention there's a couple of really great perks like discounts on the merchandise. I will be shouting out everyone that becomes a patron as well just to thank them and recognize that they are investing in this podcast and in me and in this community. But all of those details are going to be linked in the show notes, but that is just something I'm really excited about for season two. I'm also thinking about launching a TikTok page, but I'm going to leave it to you all to drop some comments and let me know if you'd like to see that. Could do some fun behind the scenes content if you're interested. So let me know. So my last question to you, what do you want people to take away from this podcast Or to put it in your own words, if you could leave your listeners with one key message ahead of season two, (laughs) what would it be? Oh, using my own words against me. I have so many hopes and dreams for this, but the one key message I, I think I would want listeners to take away from these episodes is to communicate kindness. We can always do with a little bit more empathy and kindness in how we communicate to our colleagues how we communicate to clients, how we communicate with each other, especially considering the social unrest that we've seen in the past couple of years and considering the challenges we've all faced going through a global pandemic. I'm hoping that it's encouraged a little bit more compassion and kindness and empathy in all of us. And that is what we want as communicators to experience as well. So just communicate kindness. So, Mohammed, you are obviously the one person that has seen up close and personal the challenges, but also the hurdles that I've overcome since launching this podcast. And that's why I'm really glad we had the opportunity to share this conversation with our listeners, because there are things that you've helped identify and flag for me that have been integral to that growth. Thank you again for jumping onto the podcast with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to go back into the shadows and watch uh, the amazing work that you're going to be unveiling for everyone in season two. You're my rock. If you like what you've heard this episode and would like to sign up for updates about upcoming episodes, content, and announcements from guests, check out colormepr.ca. That's C-O-L-O-U-R-M-E-P-R.ca. On the website, you'll also find a link to the special edition merchandise with some of my favorite slogans, including communicate kindness and be inspired, inspire others. New episodes will be published monthly with some additional exclusive content and deals for patrons. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I look forward to having you along for the ride each month. Let's go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Color Me PR podcast. I hope this conversation resonated with you and that you feel confident and inspired to communicate kindness in all that you do. Make sure to subscribe to hear the next conversation and follow at Color Me PR on socials for more updates. Don't forget, you can also find a link to my Patreon page on colormepr.ca to become a member of the Color Me PR community with access to exclusive content, discounts on merchandise, and a special shout out on the next episode once you sign up. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll be saving space for you at the table next month.